You are listening to the Breakfasters podcast for the week. 2nd of July to the 6th of July, we're back from our week of holidays, which was quite lovely, nice and refreshed. And I told you about uh, the disaster that was the first 24 hours of my week off. It was good stuff. Uh, Also, we chatted to Matt Stewart, came back in. It was our Friday funny bugger. And uh, also, uh, it's my birthday coming up, so we were chatting about possible party games that we could play. Quite some games that we came up with there. And Bugman came in this week, Simon Hinckley, never-ending supply of disgusting creatures. He was talking about exploding ants. And then we chatted with Woody Aragon, who's one of the world's greatest card magicians in town for the Melbourne Magic Festival. You're listening to the best bits of The Breakfasters from 3RRR. You're tuned to Breakfasters here on Triple R with Jeff, Geraldine and Sarah. The Melbourne Magic Festival is starting today. It runs until the 14th. We all went last year and it was a heap of fun. One of the acts you can catch this year is our next guest. His show is called A Bald-Faced Liar. It's on at the Melbourne (laughs) Spiegel Tent until Saturday the 7th. His name is Woody Arrigan and he's joining us now in the Triple R studio. Welcome to Breakfasters. Hello, good morning. I've heard you described as the most important card magician of a generation. In fact, everywhere you go on the yeah, internet, that's how you describe. <laughs> no, no, no. What attracted I don't you? know why people say these things like that. No, no, no. Just, just embrace it. <laughs> what what um, attracted you to card magic as opposed to other sorts of magic? Well, it's, it's funny for me. When I was a child, I come from Spain. Probably people is noticing by my accent. <laughs> <laughs> my English is not so good and I'm in radio. Okay. Uh, yeah, in Spain, we play cards very often, no? The families and, and when I was a child with my grandpa in the family every night we take a deck of cards and we play games and I was happy and probably I love the object by itself. Oh, and later yeah. in Spain there is a very big tradition of wonderful magicians that do card magic and I was very fortunate because I met one of the biggest stars in Spain. The name is Juan Tamariz, this master of this area and we become friends when I was... Ch- not a child, but I was her in that time of my life. And he uh, showed me the tricks. He showed me uh, the style of life of a professional magician. And I love that. And little by little, I became a professional magician with cards. That, it sounds boring, but I promise you. It's not at all. Well, I was going, I was going to say, um, we're increasingly accustomed to magicians doing big, spectacular, yeah. making the Statue of Liberty disappear yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. How do you compete with that doing more traditional card style tricks but this is this is art and at the end it not depends of the size it depends of the emotion no and this is something that you need to experience life but you can do uh, a whole show perhaps in spain we are very 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 heavy with this kind of things i have a show in spain that is three hours almost only with a deck of cars um, yeah yeah but the, the if the no, it's not the show that i am doing here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put people, uh, relax but it's true that when you're doing different emotions and now you see a piece in which you are laughed and later you are very amazed uh, amazement no and you feel uh, a tension or you feel uh, oh the magician is wrong and he solved it and, and if the motion is different and it's well structured it's not a problem if you do with a big elephant or with a deck of cards not a problem at all I saw in your bio that you teach magic and magical theory. What's magical theory? Are there rules about... Yeah, yeah. And is it like Harry Potter? (laughs) It sounds a little Howard, you know? It's like, come to the school. But it's true. In magic, we, we use... A lot of techniques, not only the digital technique that people think that, oh, you are very skillful. In fact, in my, in my case, it's not true. <laughs> but we practice a lot. But also we uh, rehearsal how to put some thoughts in the mind of the people, how to uh, make them forget some parts of the trick or, or remember things that ah. never happened. Uh, and we study You're a lot of psychology and, and there is a lot of theory about that. Yeah. Teaching mind control. Oh, it's, it's mind control in some way. It's mind control in some way. Not nothing like telepathy and these kind of things. Uh, I am very good in telepathy because I have no interferences. You will see if you are coming to the show. But uh, but the, the the real thing is, uh, is is necessary to study all the deep parts of this kind of art that it looks like very funny and very and it must look like this because the audience 
it's not his fault that you want to be a, a magician, but also there is a lot of layers of theory and things like that that they are sound very boring, but they are important mm. to the show. Yeah. Every so often a kind of super magician or a celebrity magician comes along, you know, like a David Copperfield yeah, or Copperfield, Penn and yeah. Teller. Yeah. How do magicians view those people? Is it is it like celebrity chefs where there's a bit of rivalry? Do you, Are they like the fast food magicians or do you respect them? No, the, the, th- the thing is, uh, it's very strange for the outsiders, but the community in magic is great. In fact, I'm very close friend to Penteller. Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, ah. because I, uh, I created a trick that they are doing in the show, and they did in Jimmy Fallon, and they did in Full Ass, the TV show that they are doing now. And uh, it, it was something like, I, I don't know them, you know, they are yeah, super yeah. celebrities, they are in the Forbes list, they are more... Probably is the most millionaire magician that you mentioned. It's uh, Copperfield and Penn and Teller. Yeah. And one day I receive an email and it's Teller. Hey, Woody. <laughs> I have Teller. Wow. <laughs> I, wrote, I, I, book, uh, I, I bought your book because uh, we publish books that the only magicians we can buy and oh, learn really? the secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the community is very, very, very strange. So That's he so wrote cool. me and, oh, we are doing your trick in our show. If you want to come to Vegas, mm, uh, we want to invite you. We love it. And five minutes later, Penn Gillette wrote me. Exactly everything Teller did. <laughs> no? uh-huh. And he said, yeah, you can come. And okay, I will go. And then I went to Vegas and they invite, invite me to the show. And, and I am going perhaps once or twice per year. And now we are very close friends. And it's exactly the same with other magicians because uh, the, the, the enemy... <laughs> Let's yes. say the enemy yes. of the magicians is never another magician. No, if you see yeah. this kind of movies like The Prestige, or they told that we magicians have a big competence. No, yeah. no, no, it's not true. The, the, the enemy, in fact, is the prejudice that oh. the people think that magic is only for children. And so everybody works together in the same direction. We are friends, we share a lot because if not, this art don't grow. So it's very funny that even people that is like celebrity yeah. is very close in the magician world. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, and so when you're teaching magic or writing books about it, how do you make sure it doesn't, you don't give too much away? I mean, do you have to be careful not to blurt out stuff to sort of destroy the illusion? Well, the thing is that it's like a rule. Don't write it in any place, but every magician follows uh, uh, because we want. Uh, that is, if I publish something in a book for other magicians, they have the permission to do it. No? Oh. If I have something that I think, oh, this is very personal, this is mine, and I don't want to share, people wait because at the end, everybody publish everything because at the end, we are living thanks to this art. It's not very common that a magician created something that is wonderful and he reserved and he died and nobody knows how. No, no, no. Usually everybody releases in the community to other magicians be able to learn what they invented and create new things and little by little, the art is much better. And when you're creating a new trick, how do you do that? Do you think of the result first or you know, how do you get, it, get to that point? It sounds, yeah, yeah, it sounds uh, some friends of mine that are composers of songs and you know, the yeah. words of the music, it depends, no? It's the same. Sometimes you have an idea that I can tell you now, guys, sorry, sorry, people in the radio, <laughs> because we, we start by the method, no? We yeah. have an idea of, I have a new method to create something and now I need to create a trick with that method. Yeah. And sometimes it's the opposite. You have a dream in your mind. Oh, it will be great if I can, you can name a car and the car appear on top of the deck and I don't touch. Oh, it's great. How can I do this miracle? And then you start to study. So it's like two approaches and it depends on the day. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, do you reckon you can show us one of your tricks? Yeah, I would love to show you you three. Yeah. <laughs> but the people in the, in the, in that is hearing this radio show, you will believe you. So you need to certify, no? to testify that what yeah. is happening we'll here. Be, we'll be we, watching. We, we are not stooges. Nothing like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> that. The three stooges. That's very important. <laughs> For instance, can you name any car? Is the, the, the you know, the, any car except the Joker? Uh, Ace of Clubs. I, I will tell you that I don't use the Joker, never. Okay. Ace. 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 
or just an and, ace. Hey, yeah, yeah, ace of clubs. I, I, I ask because here in the in the in my pocket. Yes. Sorry, my my voice is a little lower because I am a little far from the mic. But it's a <laughs> moment only, <laughs> only a moment, turn, only a moment to show you that in the pocket I have a car. In my pocket, I put a car before I start the, the interview. I put a pocket, a car in the pocket, and this car is not any car. And it's true you can mention any car that you want, but I you said Ace of Clubs and the car that I have in the pocket, I want you to see, is exactly oh, the Ace of Clubs. Wow. How is possible this? How, How is possible this? Yeah, but Geraldine is filming this, and we're going to put it on Instagram, <laughs> just so you know. That's right. But I want to do a, a, one more thing. Yes, uh, okay. Can you name another car, different car? Uh, yes. How about the two of diamonds? Oh, never. <laughs> People <laughs> say two of diamonds. It's very strange. I well, okay. <laughs> For me, it's very strange. Yeah, it's not usual. But I will take the car. It's the Ace of Clubs. It's the car that you mentioned, no? Yes. Ace of Clubs. Mm-hmm. And I put the Ace of Clubs on the table. I put my hand on the table. I wrap and I name what is the car? Two of diamonds. You want? Two of okay, diamonds. Okay. Any car is possible. I wrap and I say two of diamonds. Two of diamonds. Two of diamonds. I feel it. This car has changed. I have only one car in my hand. It was the Ace of Clubs. But now you name the Two of Diamond, and this car is exactly now it is the Two of Diamond. So it changes. And the final, the final uh, for you. Can you think any car? I put the Two of Diamond, I wrap, and any car that you mention, it will change your car. Name uh, any car. Five of Hearts. No, the Five of Hearts don't work. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because the five of hearts, I don't have so a five of hearts. So the car don't change. The car, little by little, you see, the car disappear, and there is no car oh anymore. So I can do the trick. <gasps> and this oh, is the magic that I did. So it's very funny. Can you tell to the people that is hearing this radio show that? We have a car in the pocket. Is the car that you name. Later, the car changes to the car that you name. And finally, the car disappears. This is what happened, that yes? Is, that is yes, literally what absolutely. happened. And Geraldine is also filming it, so you can see <laughs> yeah. what is You can happened. see video in video later if you look in Instagram. Oh, or in. wow. That's so cool. You said that in Spain, lots of people play cards all the time. Do people hate playing cards with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed in the casino? Okay, okay. Let's oh, talk yeah. about what, what happened for me. I, I don't don't play cards very often because if I win, probably people say, ah, you are, you are cheating, you are a magician. <laughs> but if I lose, probably you will say, you are a very bad magician. So, <laughs> so, never people will be happy, so I don't play cards very often. All but right. in my show, I do a little part of um, exhibition of what a magician can do in the poker table. Yeah, oh, because, be... yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> Mom, are, there, are there kind of um, magician ethics that you have to stick by? So I guess, obviously, you wouldn't want to use your magic for cheating. Mm-hmm. Is there any other rules that you're not allowed to use magic for? Well, uh, it's true that there is, like, not rules, but it's like an ethic code. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's true that some people, <laughs> not too much, not too many, but some people, yes. yeah, perhaps breaks a little the, the oh. code, no? And we have a little... Uh, a court for magicians? History, yeah. Some magicians or rela- people related to magic that they went to casinos and they tried to fool the casinos and they were in jail. Yeah, it's oh. funny. It's funny. A lot of stories like this, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> All right. As well oh. as the, sorry, as well as the show, you're also doing a lecture, we should mention. Is that open to the public or is that just for magicians? Uh, the lecture is... It's for magicians, oh, okay. in fact, because I will I will reveal some of my secrets. Ooh. But it's very boring. It's, the, 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 I, I, I can tell you, only yeah, it's true. Only magicians <laughs> we will enjoy this because I I, I mean per, 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 perhaps lay people because yes. we name lay people to the no magicians. <laughs> they think, oh, perhaps if I am going to a lecture of a magician, probably I will learn the secrets and I will be able to do uh, to know how. And probably you are going to a lecture and perhaps I can. Talk talk two hours about if it's much better to use this finger or this finger to pull the card. Yeah, we can talk two hours and every magician is super interested and, and my wife and, and every <laughs> life people is like, no, I want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happened. It's what happened. All right. Sorry. The show, though, looks like it would be amazing. It's called A Bald Face Liar. It's on at the Melbourne Spiegel tent until yeah. Saturday the 7th. Yes. Uh, we've been talking to the person behind it, Woody Aragon. Thanks so much for for coming in and you can see those tricks on our Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, people. You're You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. 
You are tuned to Breakfast is here on Triple R. We've all come back from our holidays. We had a lovely time, for I'm assuming, for most of the time. Things don't always go according to plan on no, your they holidays, don't. though. They don't. Things come up. Mm. You've got to you've got to roll with the punches. You're rough with the smooth. Yeah, things so, go wrong. So uh, things do go wrong, and um, that's it happened to us all, I guess. Well, my holiday started on a really bad note. I was, but. Here's the thing. You know how I told you I've been doing yoga uh, and the yoga teacher said recently that you've got to be a bit more chill about when things go wrong. This is how I've been coping with all the weird disasters in my life. Mm-hmm. He oh. said that things don't happen to you, they just happen. <gasps> oh. And, uh, you know, so you're just experiencing them. Oh. So they happen and you're just experiencing them, they don't happen to you. And this has help, This helped me. Oh. I th- I'm really proud of how Zan I stayed for the first so 24 hours of my go, holiday. why is this happening yeah. to me? You can't Not be all like, about oh. you. Yeah, exactly. They're just happening and you happen to be experiencing them. So it takes the ego out of the situation, right? Oh. So on the first day of the holidays, I was so excited. I was like straight out to Byron Bay and I'd had every – I don't usually plan like this, but I had everything planned for me and my mate Jack because she'd been really busy. Mm. So I'd organise what time we'll get into the airport, what time we're flying out. I'd organise to get picked up by a shuttle on the other end and then I was had us getting into Byron Bay with an hour so that we could go and have showers, put on some fresh makeup, and then I booked a table at what I was told was a popular eatery that was near us. Perfect. Great. So this is great. I had it all planned down to a tea. Oh, doesn't that make you feel good as well, oh, knowing that... Yes, I felt really safe because yeah. I'm not usually organised. I felt really good about the whole situation. So when I got to when I got home on Friday, I was really tired. It had been a big week. We'd had the ASRC uh, live yes, to air. Right. And usually I'll have a nap on a Friday, but I didn't have time for a nap. So I was a bit emotional. We're getting yeah. ready. I'm about to get picked up by Jack's mum. We're going to the airport. And I get a text from Jetstar saying, your flight has been moved. By two hours. Right, okay. That's fine. I I deep breath. uh, First I texted Jack. I went, rah, rah. Then I was like, no, this is just happening. happening. It's not happening (laughs) to me. So um, then Jack's, so, and she said, oh, so we'll be all right. We'll get to the airport. We'll figure it out. So we got to the airport and uh, that was fine. And we got there okay. Nothing went wrong there. And we went to the Jetstar counter and they said, you know, we can't, there's no, there's no flight we can put you on before that. And I said, well, it's going to be a problem because I've got everything timed perfectly. I'm getting picked up at the other end. What am I going to do? And they said, well, look, have a look. We can put you on a flight straight into Ballina. We can change you from into the Gold Coast in, into Byron itself. But that doesn't that flight doesn't leave until 4.30 this afternoon. It's 11 a.m. Oh. at the airport, okay? Or I get on the 2.30 flight and I miss. And so I ring the people that are picking us up at the other end on the Gold Coast and they say, sorry, we won't be able to put you on another shuttle until 6.30 p.m. So the option was... Right. Fly into the Gold Coast at four mm-hmm. and wait around the Gold Coast airport where there's nothing for two and a half hours and then also get in late to Byron or wait at Melbourne airport for four hours and fly straight into Byron and have a shorter drive. Yep. But still oh. getting well, I was gonna arrive ultimately in Byron about the same time. And um But you'd have waiting in one particular in spot. In one particular spot. So we opted for the waiting in the Melbourne airport. Like yes. style. Okay. Yep. So and I we can I gotta tell you I'm calm. It's 11 a.m. I'm, mm-hmm. I should be almost on a plane to Byron, but I know that I've got to wait four hours. Yeah. And then we go and we go and have something to eat in this cafe. And I just said, all I want to do is sit down and have some banana bread or something sweet and a coffee because I'm tired. We sit down in this cafe. We pull our stuff around us ready for a four-hour wait. And then I go and order food and the place has said, sorry, not doing our breakfast menu anymore. Even oh. though Okay. I know. Oh, no. So it's just something that is happening. It's just happening. It's not happening <laughs> it to me. It's just happening. Did you get into the lotus position? Even though I can see I friggin' wanted to. <laughs> I, and I could see the banana bread that I wanted to eat behind behind the person. <gasps> well, they couldn't just give you a piece of banana bread? We don't serve it because they did it. Because I wanted it. It came as like some sweet crap. Like it came as like a nice thing. It was grilled and, some, you, know, you know, put some nice stuff on it. And I said, I don't. And I was like, I can see that it's available over there. Then I was like, all I want is a muffin. And there was no muffin, so I'd have a Freon. Anyway. But anyway, so this 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 kind of continued and luckily Jack is really prepared and she's vegan, so she'd brought heaps of fun snacks for us to eat. So we just sat in this cafe while I ate a Freon and fun snacks for four hours. 
Um, and then we this kind of it, it was it was okay. Why didn't you want to just? Sit in a bar and have wine. Oh, because also the other thing was that we were in. They've redone the Melbourne airport, so we were. Oh, this was the other. <laughs> this was another thing. So I wanted to go into the area where there was a bar. Yeah, but I couldn't drop my bag. My bag drop. I had a big bag with me. I couldn't drop it oh. until two hours before the flight, and the security wouldn't let me into the new area of Melbourne Airport where all the good shops were. That's why we had to go to this cafe where oh. they wouldn't serve me banana bread. Right. Now so I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we walk all the way there, and the lady and the lady says, "Sorry, that that's too big to go through the X-ray machine." And I said to her, "Please." She's like, "What you can do is go all the way up to Terminal Four, which is like friggin' a kilometer yes. away or whatever, and you can just pay someone some money to look after your bag." And you know when you and I'm tired. I've worked all week. I should be asleep. I would yes. be fine about it. And I had tears in my eyes as this lady was telling me this. And then Jack just said, let's just walk away. She's got to stay calm. Yeah. Got to stay calm. Jack said, she is, she's good. She's good and she's calm. So this was good. Four hours flies by Melbourne Airport. No, yeah. it doesn't. But anyway. <laughs> Drag. <laughs> I can't tell you how much it is dragging. And then um, we go to get the flight. I tell you one thing that happened, though, that made things a little bit good was that as we went to get the flight to the Gold Coast, uh, sorry, to Ballina, after I was feeling very tired and emotional, I was walking on my way through the airport lounge and in front of me was Jason Castagna and Dan Butler, two Richmond footballers who were on their way home from their weekend off. Oh. So there and you that go. Was, the universe gives and the universe takes away. And that's what I felt like the universe was giving me that back for being calm. Uh, and then I spent an hour debating whether I should walk up and ask them for a photo. Which... Or for some banana bread. Oh, for some banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jack had me doing little loops of the where they were because I kept thinking, maybe I'll ask them for a photo, then I don't want to be that person. And then yeah. I, I just let them go. I'm not good at that. I think you should... I don't want to get a photo. I can't do it. Just, I think you should... Um, that will be your next dare. No, I'm not good with that stuff. That's why we're daring you to do yeah. it. I, I wasn't good at making cakes, but I still had to make it. I feel one. like yeah. we've just skipped the two of your dares and gone back to me. Well, you've yes. got three weeks to do it. Oh. And you you have to go and ask someone for an, an autograph or a photo. Does not have to be a celebrity. All right. I can do that. Okay, it has to be a celebrity. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, well, I feel like this is going on forever. But anyway, get on the flight. They give us exit rows. That's great. Oh, that's leg fun. room. Yep. Everything's yep. coming up. Me seeing the Richmond footballers have some leg room. Then the lady in front of us is also in an exit row. Starts getting really upset about the fact that that. Do you know how they tell you what you've got to do in the exit row? You've got to pull the door oh, off yes. and throw yes. it. Like you have to be able to do that. Yeah. She cracks it. I'm not throwing doors. I'm not heavy lifting for anyone. And I'm like, oh, my God, this oh, is not a good wow. sign. This I've is not never a... heard anyone do that. Neither have I. Everyone so, just says, sure, I'll <laughs> save everyone. She's dressed kind of like a gypsy. And I'm like, what if she's a psychic? And she's, you know, so I had a bit of a spaz out about... I know. <laughs> That's not what. Did they, but they moved. Not where her. I would have gone. She had this long. She had like a gypsy scarf uh, on her. You hair. think she knew that the plane was yes, going to crash, and that yeah. she didn't want to be the one who had to throw the door out when the time came. So did they move her? Yes. So they moved her, but they swapped her for a man that I think had been waiting in the bar for maybe four and a half hours. Oh, oh he's not going to get you out of an emergency. Mate, I. I could hear them going, I heard the lady ask, oh, you know how many drinks have you had? And he said, oh, one or something. But he talked at top volume nonstop oh. for two hours, like, <gasps> all the way to Byron. Oh. And I was doing like a little, I was doing the lotus move oh, inside my wow. heart with my headphones on. God, you'd be better off with a psychic one. I think I, I would have been. flew to Ballina as well yeah. and was sitting next to someone who kept on talking and I tried to put headphones in like 12 times. I remember counting by the end, just going, oh, oh yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm." And then putting the headphones in and then looking and realised they were still talking and going, oh, sorry, yep. Had they had a couple of drinks? Yep. No, no no drinks, just could not stop talking. And eventually I had to just put the headphones away. Maybe they're just really friendly people there. Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, last bit of this, get to Byron. Get to the place that we're going to have dinner, which we've moved our reservation for, that is apparently really popular. As it turns out, there's two sections of this restaurant, one of which is this nice vegan eatery, which is where I thought I was taking Jack for dinner, and then the other half is a pizza restaurant, and she's a vegan. (laughs) And they said, we could just do a mushroom pizza without cheese for you. And we're like, hey. So just dough and mushrooms. We're just going to have dough and mushrooms for dinner. (laughs) Then we get a cocktail.
Oh, how good was that cocktail? Oh, mate, it was the best cocktail I've ever had. I bet it was. Well, we'll continue <laughs> everyone else's um, troublesome times on their holidays later on today. You're listening to the best bits of the Breakfasters from 3 R. Time for Feature Creatures here on Breakfast. And today we're welcoming back to the studio Simon Hinckley from the museum. Here you go, Simon. I'm good, thanks, Jeff. What are we talking about today? I see on the list exploding ants. What's not to like about that? Yes, and, and not disgusting. Not disgusting, <laughs> sorry. Wrong word, wrong word. <laughs> well, um, I was thinking about these because last time we were talking about bird-dropping spiders, which, you know, some people could say that might be a bit disgusting, but I was thinking about all the things that... Uh, insects and invertebrates used to not be eaten. So be spiny, uh, taste bad, have fake eye spots, uh, run fast, play dead, all those sorts of things that generally involve the animal uh, not being killed, the point being to reproduce and pass on your genes, which then sort of led into the idea of the extent to which social insects will go to preserve the colony. So when, when we say social, we're talking sort of ants, bugs, uh, bugs, ants, bees, wasps uh, and termites, that sort of thing. And I was thinking about this because there's been an ant recently described called Colobospis uh, explodens, literally the exploding ant. It's um, a species in Southeast Asia and it's, well, it's pretty amazing because what the what it does is basically if the colony is threatened, the worker ants will uh, latch onto the invader and they'll constrict the abdomen so hard that it basically splits and sort of like yellow goo sort of gets on the attacker. So, I mean, I wanted it to be like a fireworks factory exploding. <laughs> I wanted it to be, you know, if you poke the nest, it, it just explodes. What we imagined, even though you, this topic came with the warning that we shouldn't get our hopes up about yeah. exploding bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there is that, um, there's multiple Gary Larson cartoons where, you know, some some little nerdy kid's poking a bug and it literally explodes in his face. So I, sort of, I did want it to be like that, but it's still pretty cool that this thing basically just squeezes itself so hard that it, it splits and just puts goo all over the attacker. But does it die? It does die. Yeah, mm. which is, I guess, the, the difference between sort of like social insects and all the rest. So, for example, if there's a huntsman spider being attacked by a spider hunting wasp and another huntsman sees that, it's not going to go tag me in, we can, we can beat this. It's like you're on your own because the, uh, the whole idea of, of those insects is passing on your genes, you get to mate. But in a social colony, all the workers are basically sterile. They're just there to work and die and protect the colony. So they will sacrifice their life oh, quite readily for so the greater sad. good. It is a what, bit um, poetic. Yeah. And what does yeah. goo do? Does it yeah. kill a... Well, apparently it smells like curry, which I guess is quite mm. an interesting... I mean, the next experiment is, of course, what to is in them. the goo. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> what is in the goo? Because they were just called yellow goo ants before they were sort of properly described as explodens. Um, but the interesting thing with that species is if the goo doesn't work... Um, so the attacker gets past the, the workers and then tries to get into the colony. This species has multiple different sizes of, of workers and ants in the colony. So the, the little ones blow themselves up and then they get to the entrance to the nest and the other ants there... They can smell them. Well, they, <laughs> that's actually... They may well be able to... Yeah. Like, curry, oh. curry, danger. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But what they've done, they've got this incredibly enlarged head that just blocks the entrance to the hole. So it's like sort of these multiple um, defence mechanisms. So, you know, I mean, if you think your job is bad, it could be just like sticking your head in a hole for the whole day. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, geez, that is a bad job. Gosh. And there's another one. There's, there's this amazing one in, uh, I think it's South America, and each night the ants... Uh, block up the entrance to their own colony to stop things coming in during the night. But what they need is someone on the outside to, like, kick over all the sand and make it look all even and nice so no one can detect, oh, that's just a plugged up hole. So, <gasps> so one, that one person sacrificing themselves? One to eight stay outside and in the morning they're gone. But oh. um, it's all beautifully kicked over and smooth, but those ones... So take one for the team. No, they're gone. I remember just recently reading somewhere, and it goes back to a story that you told us about ants that sort of have hospitals and the mm. other ants, but the, the ants that are critically wounded and don't think they're going to live signal the other ones, don't take me, it's not worth your time. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, just that, I mean, I sort of walk into a room and go, why did I come in here? I can't, you know, just, but this, the fact that these tiny little things with these small numbers of neurons have the capacity to sort of process and instinctively go, this is a threat, I'm going to rip myself open or I'm going to stay outside. Actually, who knows if there's a choice involved. It might be natural selection. If everyone's yeah. putting the holes in the, the rocks in the hole and you're the last eight and you suddenly go, oh, hell, the hole's closed, oh, it's us. So, you know, it may not be 
probably not a signalling system. It might just be you were the last ones out and it sucks to be you, but now you know you've got to sort of cover up that hole and make it look like it's just sand. I don't know whether there's an answer to this, but do, do we know anything about the consciousness of an ant? Do they have any sense of individuality oh, mate, in the way that we understand? I hope there's no one getting stoned out there. Because you're just... <laughs> It's a bit early. It's a really breakfast bong. It's gone. (laughs) It's a really great question because I was doing something at the museum one day, and and I was talking to um, someone who was who was asking me about moths, and I said, "Oh, these ones don't have feeding mouth parts. So when when they emerge from the cocoon, they've just got a couple of days to live, and then they die." And he's like, "What's the point?" And I said, "Well, they get to mate." He said, "No, no, no." Eating is good. They can't eat. What is the point? I'm like, oh, that's beyond my pay grade. That is a really, really (laughs) good question. We don't know. But, you know, I would like to think there's some level of enjoyment. I mean, you look at a sort of like even a chicken when it's having a dust bath, it's theoretically just getting lice off, but it looks like it's having fun when it's doing the dust bath. So I'd like to think that insects are going, that was some good honeydew. Oh, that was a top fight. Probably not, but no. The ant that has to constrict itself so tightly that yellow goo bursts Mm. out of it doesn't feel like it's getting much of a. I suppose what I mean. Maybe they're getting a curry high. I don't know what's in those toxins that come out. And apparently they are. Could be something. I, I no, I probably just I did just make that up. Oh, That's okay. not something. Right. <laughs> but they get to they get to die a hero. There's that, and apparently they're quite they're quite readily like at the slightest sort of hint of trouble, they're up for it. So they're not a last case scenario thing. They're like, let me, I'm good I to go. go. Yeah. Are there any? Do we know anything about whether ants dissent? You know, are there ever are there any dissenting ants that don't? that refuse to do this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, that Maybe is excellent. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, that there's got to be one. I mean, it, it does, just doesn't in, it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holds its arm. Hell they no, we won't go. But if they don't know, like if they're just, like if they're the eight ants on top doing the sweeping, mm. they just, that, do they, they probably don't know that they're about to die. They just go, oh, I've just got to go do some sweeping. Oh. <laughs> just got to go out for a little yeah. while. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then something just eats. It's a way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, look. I guess it's all about the colony. Like, I mean, I was reading one, one paper said look at it in the sense of the colony is an individual and each ant is like a cell. They're like the immune cells fighting off an infection or an attack. So we're anthropomorphising oh, by saying yeah. that poor ant's going, oh, no, I've got to blow myself up or, oh, I wish I didn't get stuck out doing the sweeping. But that's not processing in their heads. But it is an amazing... Thing, I guess when you think about how social colonies have evolved and that level of sacrifice, if you like, has enabled them to be incredibly successful. Like, you know, the the many versus one spider trying to sort of sit, look after itself, get a mate, feed, that sort of thing. Mm. Whereas um, safety in numbers, except for the one to eight and the ones that have to blow themselves up. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about all my dead skin cells. Oh. <laughs> the Is this unique to the insect world, this this kind of desire to protect the herd, so to speak. That's, it's not a herd. What that's are they a really good question. I'm just off the top of my head. I can't think of vertebrates that do that. Like, for example, I mean, if you think of wildebeest, that's actually a great question because I often think, you know, when you've got wildebeest, you've got 10,000 wildebeest and you've got a, five lions and they're like, they're all standing around going, oh, they've just taken that one. If they yeah. all turn around and kick the crap out of the lions, game over. But they don't They do not do that. There's yeah. just like there's a roll. We eat grass and some of us get eaten. Mm. We're the predators. So I can't immediately think, of course, if you think like um, parents like birds and stuff like that will often fight to the death to protect their young. But in terms of a pack animal where they will organise defence and sacrifice one, I'm sure if, if you've got a vertebrate person coming in, they'll say, oh, no, he's wrong, stick to bugs. But I can't immediately think of any that, mm. that sort of do that. And with those social ants, if the queen is attacked or dies, that's it for the colony, isn't it? Yep. Really? Can't yeah, just she's, get another queen not just hanging about waiting to step up? Sorry, some of them will have multiple queens, so that is a possibility. If you've got a colony where it's just one queen, so her job is to just lay eggs from the, the moment she's mated till, till she's finished. Um, if she's taken out, then a lot of the workers will only live some number of days. So once they die, the colony, and then, of course, once your numbers start to drop, you're more prone to attack and that sort of thing. So the colony will drop off fairly quickly. But How yeah. does the queen recreate another queen then? So she will lay um, eggs that... So generally most of the eggs that she lays are designed to be sterile workers. That mm-hmm. will be these ones that, you know, split their abdomens or do the work and the sweeping and caring for the young and that sort of thing. But she will lay eggs that are designed to become either males or new queens and then they will sort of leave the nest mate and start a new colony. Oh, mm. Just a question through the text line. Someone's asking, do ants sleep? 
Mm. Not in the sense that we do, but they do have moments of, of calm, if you like. Because, I mean, I guess when you see ants, they tend to be running around frantically. But, yes, they do have moments, I guess, of, of well, they don't have eyelids as such, but they will have periods <laughs> of calm. <laughs> Poor ants. Oh, they're not <laughs> going for them, do they? <laughs> they get to eat nectar and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's some conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yum. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I think that's probably enough on the exploding. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, I'll just leave you with one Australian one because um, we don't actually have any exploding, in inverted commas, ants in Australia, but we have got one really interesting one in northern Australia where, again, it's that idea of the head being modified. There's some that live in mangrove twigs, so when the tide comes in, the nest goes underwater, and their head is designed to plug the hole, so they get to spend oh my cool. God. all the time keeping the water from flooding the colony. So, again, if your job's sucking today, think of... Blocking a hole to stop the water flooding your office. And your do, office so, so, do they die as a result? No, no, no. Their, their, their head is like sort of um, hardened and designed to just block that hole. So they just sit there until <laughs> the tide, tide goes out again, oh, and they can plug it there. Oh, oh, yeah. But you wouldn't be mean to Pluggy because he's keeping you alive. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No Pluggy, no nest. Good on you, Pluggy. <laughs> Amazing as always, Simon Hinkley. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. This is a podcast from Three Triple R, one hundred two point seven FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Yes, it's Friday. It's time for our Friday funny bugger and last week's full-time breakfaster, Matt Stewart. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Come to take his job back. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you know why I'm here. Um, <laughs> this should be painless now. Um, so, all you get out of here. All right. But really lovely. Thank you. See ya. Have a great oh. birthday. <laughs> Wait, no, you were meant to fight for it. Why do you think this could be your birthday present, Jess? You get to leave work an hour early and match sticks around. There was meant to be That's... a little resistance there, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I might go have a little nap on the couch. That's a great no. idea. Nah, I... Look, I, your shoes are too big for me to fill. I proved that over a week. And, <laughs> oh, um, I don't need to prove that. Please. More sympathy. <laughs> oh. That made me feel oh. real good. Yeah, I've heard, I heard great stuff. I had so much fun. It was a bloody, such an honour. I and heard a 650. I heard you do the dinner review. I didn't wasn't up at that time. I listened back and it was very funny. All oh, right. Did um, you, I, I was going to say, stuck, what did we talk about? I can't remember. Did you but, stick to yeah. all the, the regular <laughs> 6.15 <laughs> topics? Uh, yeah, as much as we could. I mean, as much <laughs> yeah. as we remembered to. Yeah. Yeah, 6.15. Uh, that was, the that old was Trauma the first Tuesday, one, right? for yeah. instance. Yeah. Oh, no, we did Trauma Tuesday. <laughs> no, that's too... Well, I've never heard you guys that early. No. Slash being it's awake quite, that early. It's, people do. It's quite an experience between 6 and 7. But the ones that were... <laughs> it's the, the it's a roller coaster. <laughs> the, we, we were given a, a run sheet, and the ones that were listed on there, we stuck to. Well, it would have been good if they were all listed on there. We would have definitely done Trauma Tuesday. We oh, totally yeah. should have jumped on that run sheet and added some stuff some on there. Some crazy shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We That's had, right. Nude Friday. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we did that one. <laughs> that was uh, every day Nude Friday <laughs> when we were hosting. No, but it was so much fun. How are you guys handling being back? Great. Sure. Love being back. Yeah, yep. I'm loving it. It's Friday. Yeah. yeah. Also because it's my birthday tomorrow, <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good. Your Instagram was so good. Oh, thank you. I think it's... it's what a, Instagram? When I was away. I think I'd, um, oh. I curated it... Um, Thoughtfully, the, that r- running joke uh, slash reality. I'm not sure if your friends always been in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, very it was good. very funny, wasn't it? Thank this you. is good radio, isn't it? Talking yeah, about talking about someone else's photos. <laughs> I um, so I I um, I know that Geraldine, you've got pets, mm-hmm. and so you're about to get pets. Sure. I never had pets. Right, I grew up without pets. No, oh, so sad. Or anything? Oh, yeah, okay, good point. I did have, my sister had um, two goldfish. Briefly, she sister. killed them <laughs> within a week and we never got any replacement ones. They were called Luke and Perry. Oh, so Luke Perry. So that dates that story for a very specific time. <laughs> it was a yeah, real, about a six-month oh. period that could have occurred in. Poor, poor Luke and Perry. <laughs> Only a week. She, yeah, she changed the water and you had to keep the water at a warm temperature Went and put them into some warm water. Yeah. But she, she was boiling. <laughs> she was very young, but oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Strange that Luke and Perry didn't survive that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a 
But I appreciate you bringing back that memory this morning for me, Doreen. I'd forgotten about them. Mm, that does make sense why you never had any other pets. Yeah, that well. might... To save it was for the pet's own safety. God knows what you would have done to a cat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they, they. I think a lot of parents get kids pets because it does teach them about death. Isn't that one of the things about it? Does teach yeah. responsibility as well. So we, yeah, it we, doesn't mean you're supposed to kill. We them, had though. that lesson turbocharged <laughs> and um, learned it very quickly. Um, but I think because I didn't grow up with pets, I'm I'm a bit weird around pets. Not on purpose, but I. I make faux pas occasionally, like I'll get their names wrong. I've started calling my friends dogs mate or, or dog or whatever just so I don't um, embarrass anyone um, by getting, getting the names wrong because people are pretty sensitive about that. Uh-huh. I, I, I can't remember your dog's names. Uh, Harry and Lloyd. Harry and Lloyd. Just think of the um, two lead characters from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> even though they are not named after. It was really? Just, just a coincidence. It was like a year after someone said, oh, are they named after Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumb? And we're like, what? No. <laughs> but cool. That Lloyd, is cool. That's Lloyd does kind of give that impression to us. Oh, yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd fits the description. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this, this week at, at our at, at my work at Stupid Old Studios, a lot of the comedians there have dogs and they bring them in. And one of the guys, Andy, brought his dog in uh, this week. And um, I embarrassed both of us, right, me and the dog, when I said, Andy, is your dog doing a shit <laughs> on the carpet? And he, he he looked confused and he concerned and he looked down and he goes, oh, no, that's that's her labia. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, Matt, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Oh, the birthday gifts just keep on coming. <laughs> Sarah, what, what's what's wrong? Put your head up. <laughs> and, oh, um, God, that is so fucked. <laughs> that would be a bit difficult to come back from. I was ready for the word labia at 7.50 in the morning. That's great. I, I should have double-checked if that's okay. <laughs> oh, um, it's great. Everyone's mm-hmm. got them. Not everyone. <laughs> but Some I, dogs have them. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that led to yeah, led to a little like an, an awkward afternoon um, with the three of us in the office, <laughs> sitting in silence for the majority of it. Um, I'm sure, the dog wasn't awkward about it. No, no, no. The dog, the, well, yeah, it felt like it got through to the dog because she was she's a little sheepish the rest of the day. <sighs> Andy did suggest that maybe maybe it's because. Um, the dog porn industry has set unrealistic expectations, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, is this the kind of thing that having dogs you have to deal with? No, <laughs> don't think so. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Just thinking that having last... other people point at points of the of their anatomy. anatomy and going, is that is that poo? <laughs> is that... I was just thinking that last week's breakfasters must have taken the show in quite a different direction. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't get out a lot. Oh. And, um, I've made some oh. I've made some social mistakes uh, in my time. But anyway, I yeah I I I think if I had any advice for people who don't have dogs, it would be just let other people's pets shit on your carpet. <laughs> Um, that's just safer. That's good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming. That's the best gift you could have given, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. It was really great. This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. Breakfasters weekend is coming up. It's almost started for us. I know everyone's got a – most people out there have got a day of work to get most through. Most people haven't even got to work I've yet. got mm. work to do after this, so. Bit of work? I don't. No, I don't, yeah. We'll have our meeting and then hitting the road. Yes. Going to go to um, go to Venice Bay this weekend for my birthday. Uh, got a couple of mates coming to visit. Who else is going to Venice Bay? You are? Yeah. Are you, you're just coming up tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you're going to Sydney. I am. What's the forecast for Venus Bay? I was just checking the Sydney forecast. Oh, I don't know, actually. I think it's 25 degrees and sunny. Are you just saying that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you just asking to be annoying? Well, no, because um, we're going, I, you know, I've been telling you, we, we're doing the whale watching trip that you did mm. a few weeks on your recommendation. And, oh, um, how exciting. Yeah. 
Um, I've got complex feels about this. I'm worrying that it's going to be a little bit of a disaster. As I said, um, I met with Steph's dad um, and he was telling me about how much he hated going on boats and how seasick he got. And is it going to be surprised? Does he know that? No, he knows about it. And, and he's I kind of got the impression it? he was dreading it. But Has he maybe got he's tablets? Not. Yeah, no, no, he's got all these tablets sorted. But I was just looking at the weather forecast. Apparently, this can be really windy too. Man. So oh, it's going to be like some just, voyage of the damned. Oh, oh God. Man. It'll all be worth it when you see that first whale, though, won't it? Do you know what? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Did you find it? Because I know you saw them at Byron Bay. Did you, was it, Did you know, you saw the whales? Was it, hurrah, the whales? Or they was were, like, oh, there's a whale? They were very far away, but I was excited. It was very exciting because you know how often you've seen nature documentaries and you see the, the kind of iconic imagery of a whale, you know, slapping mm. its tail. That was very Whoa, like I can't believe it's yeah, actually right. there in front of us. So I think that you being much closer to them will be really blah. Yes, or because oh, yeah. the water is so rough. Could be two things that make you be excited and vomiting. Do you you won't be sick though? I don't will think you? so. No, I don't I don't look I don't I don't mind being on the water. Yeah. So being in the air that I don't like. Being on yeah. the water is all right. Water's fine. Yeah. It's so fast, it's so fun. Just hold on tight. Don't, maybe don't wear your captain's hat. I'm going to wear my captain's hat. But it might fly off. <laughs> I'll hold on tight. Yeah. Look yeah. forward to pictures of me in my captain's hat. <laughs> what, what else are you doing in Sydney, though? Uh, we're catching up with a friend on um, on Friday. Because I'm, I'm only up there sort of, you know, we alternate weekends or whatever. Mm. It's always like we've got various friends up there. We keep on saying, oh, we must catch up for dinner or whatever. It's always really hard to organise. Yes. You, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like one of us is not there or whatever. sometimes we, you just – I know you – you know, you – you going up there, but sometimes you just want to do that. I just want to relax at home. Yeah, don't you just want well, to do definitely, that? Definitely, but also because it's like you know, because we don't see each other as much as yeah. other couples live in the same thing. And also, like Friday night is kind of you're both a bit exhausted from work. Yeah. And also, I've just come up on this like, hell last, flight. Yeah, yeah, last time you just you know had a night in of watching movies. Well, and, last night. Yeah, but with your partner. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> Steph, you idiot. <laughs> Make her a martini. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that'd be anyway. Just saying that, it, that I understand your pain of having. You know, it's annoying having to go out all the time. You yes. Just want to in. And what's the agenda on the agenda is that for why the birthday weekend? Is that why you've chosen Venus Bay so you can just have a chill out weekend? Yeah, I think. So. Well, also, it's so stressful having birthdays. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Depressing and stressful. It really is. Um, you just feel like no one cares about you. Yeah. But oh. oh, no, that's how I feel because like we were saying when it was my birthday, you, get, you send someone texts you saying, sorry, can't come to your drinks. I do that to people all the time Yeah, because you just that's just life. But when for some reason when it's your birthday, that feels so deeply yes. more personal, don't you think? Yes. Like absolutely. they've they've sat down and sort of judged. Yeah. Do I want to be Sarah's friend or not? No. no. <laughs> she and, You know, and just having birthdays where you know – you know, where you're not sure who's going to rock up. Oh. Just, and you're trying to oh, just be casual drinks. Yeah, just come if you want. You don't want to put any pressure on anybody, but at the same time you want to put pressure on anybody, everybody, <laughs> come to my birthday. So <laughs> so I just kind of went, if I just go away, people commit to going away. Yeah. They have to commit. They it's, can't wriggle out of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, they could, but it's it's much more unlikely that they Get out of it. Or they're like me. And when you reminded me that it was this weekend, they they forgot and made other arrangements. I thought your birthday was, I don't know why, I had it in my phone and everything. But it's because we were on holiday. I forgot. Yeah. I totally understand because I forgot. I got home and it was like, or maybe when I was away, I had another friend message you going, oh, we, you know, next weekend is like, what? Oh my God, that is coming up. And then you said to me, oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, yeah. and I thought it does matter because if this was me and I was you, <laughs> I'd be very upset right now. Yeah, but but, but you're um having a double whammy of the weekend, are you? You're doing you're going up to Venus Bay. What else are you doing? Oh, yeah. on the way back. So going up to Venus Bay Friday night to celebrate with you, yep. and then on the way home picking up Ralph. Picking up Ralph. And for those who haven't been listening. Oh, Ralph <laughs> is, is a Ralph? child that <laughs> Andrew and I are adopting. No, he's a uh, greyhound that we are adopting. He's so How? beautiful. It's so, so exciting. Ex- yeah. I know. I am really excited. When's he going to come into the studio? Well, when I got Monday. him used to being at home first. I think he's Drag him in. Drag him in on Monday. No, I want to give him – he just, they just need a bit of time to settle into their space before That's you fair. take them and overwhelm them by um, three people yelling into microphones. <laughs> Also, what's his last name? 
I don't know. Is it Ralph Mouth? I guess. No. Oh. What? What? Ralph Mouth? No. No. Ralph. What's Ralph's his last name? Come on, think about it. What was it? You didn't. You oh, told us in this up. I thought you were being an idiot. No. no. I was like, I don't know what his last name is. Oh, Wagham. Yeah, Ralph Wagham. <laughs> Ralph Wagham. Like what? Ralph Wiggum. But, but why, why is it Wagham? Because he's a happy, friendly, tail-wagging boy. See, it's oh. beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about um, picking up Ralph. And it actually works out very well because we're picking him up from your side of town. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so Venus Bay and then, and then we stopped on the way, way home. Yeah, which is cool. Broke the trip up. Yeah. Getting, getting Someone's ringing. Car. Do you think that they're ringing to talk about about something good? <laughs> Should we put them on air? Nah. It's too nah. risky, isn't it? No, come on. Let's, yeah, let's do, do it. it. Oh, it's Friday. 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 All right. What if there's someone who's really... Who knows who they could be? Oh, this could be we'll really... Hang up on oh, thank God. Oh, that was so we, much... We will never know. I couldn't know. deal with someone yelling something about us. Um, <laughs> hey, but what do you got planned for... Tonight and what what are the party what party activities? I'm so sad you can't be there, Jeff. Yeah, oh. sorry. Oh, well. uh, but we should, we'll organise another time. Um, I, nothing. It's that. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's quite oh, an invitation. I think, oh, I think <laughs> I've got other plans. There's definitely no. We're going to play. <laughs> all I've thought about is playing board games and drinking and pa- wine. Pass the parcel. If you organise it, we will definitely oh. play it. All right. But it's just tonight. It's just. You and Andrew and Kath and I. So yeah. if you want to play past the parcel and you reckon you can pull that off without <laughs> it being awkward, then by all means, what? What, what happens wrap it up. Pass the parcel. You pass the parcel. Someone plays music, and then when the music stops, you open a layer, oh, and then okay. the best present is meant to be on the inside, and every other layer's got some like. So it should be the only present should be. on it the It should inside. be shouldn't it? But yeah. usually at parties, because little kids get upset, there'd yeah. be like some uh, stickers. Everyone's got to win a prize. That person's calling again. Should we try? Yeah, what if sure. What if they say something bad? We'll just Hang up on them. All right. Hello, you're on Triple R. Hello, is this Triple R? Oh yes. yeah, you're on. You're on air. Did you ring to speak to Geraldine? Oh no, oh, I don't think they wanted not. to speak to you. No, I don't think they wanted to speak to. They probably wanted to speak to someone in the office. Oh the yeah, they might have, but they hung up. Ring back after yeah. ten. I wanted someone yeah. to ring and wish you happy birthday. That's right. Oh, well, all right. I can feel matter. the love in the air. There's all lot, around. Just text. Yeah. Also, last question. Is it okay if I watch the footy tonight? Kath said no. Uh. But you overall because it's your birthday. <laughs> this has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.